Welcome to the Health Pod. I'm your host, Tyler Pagenstecker. Today we are discussing the stigma that surrounds mental health and substance abuse disorders in the United States. Throughout the pod, we will discuss America's drug-taking culture, mental health stigma, and what is being done about it. We'll answer questions, identify one resource that is available to OSU students, and ask one student some questions about his experience with this resource. Before discussing the stigma around mental health and substance abuse, we should understand America's drug-taking culture and identify what ideas, attitudes, beliefs, and social norms have led us to where we are today. I believe that America's drug-taking culture is an ever-evolving topic that has affected the lives of countless Americans. Over the last 50 years, companies and researchers have been able to develop technology that gives us better understanding of diseases, which has also allowed us to develop new drugs to treat people. These companies have also negatively affected America's drug-taking culture through pushing addictive opioid drugs, creating a problem within the United States. The main example here being Purdue Pharma in the 1970s. This company introduced the drug OxyContin as a time-release opioid that would not cause addiction. Through aggressive marketing tactics involving regular visits to doctors' offices, convincing practitioners to prescribe the drug, as well as false advertising of the drug as a non-addictive medication, a drug crisis was born. The introduction of this new and addictive pain drug, coupled with the rise in patient-doctor demand and America's perception of medication as being a quick fix, created the perfect storm for an epidemic. At this time, we're going to open up the conversation and answer questions regarding America's drug-taking culture, stigmatization, and what is being done about it. The first question is, what are the cultural ramifications of the United States' drug-taking behaviors? This is a great question to ask because our culture definitely has an effect on our drug-taking behaviors, as well as the stigma that surrounds medication and mental health. The United States is like many other societies in that we have a fast-paced culture. We seek instant gratification, whether that's the low time on your cell phone or asking a doctor for a Z-pack when you have a minor illness. Another cultural influence that sticks out is our individualistic culture. Common amongst Western societies, we focus more on the self and less on the group. This can affect people who are suffering from mental health issues through being isolated and fear of outside judgment, making it harder for individuals to seek help. Our second question is, is America's drug-taking culture more beneficial or harmful to society, and how has this changed over time? In my opinion, our drug-taking culture is more beneficial in the long run. Though there are many negative effects that arise from our culture, increases in technology have led to medical discoveries that have increased the lifespan of humans, as well as our ability to treat a variety of ailments that were previously untreatable. Through this technology, we have found answers to help treat anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues through drugs known as SSRIs, or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Increases in technology over time have also allowed patients to be more independent and seek non-drug alternatives before consulting a physician. Healthy alternatives can range from diet to exercise. Our third question is, what cultural figures are making a difference in mental health and working to end the stigma? This particular question caught my eye before recording and led me to complete some research on sports and pop culture figures that speak out on the topic of mental health. The first figure that came to mind was Cleveland Cavaliers all-star forward Kevin Love. Kevin Love wrote an article in March of 2018 entitled, Everyone is Going Through Something. This article was featured in the Players' Tribune and documents his struggles with panic attacks and mental health. 
Love experienced his first panic attack mid-game and was forced to leave the game, eventually being checked out at a local hospital. Love describes the events as coming out of nowhere. Having never had something like this happen before, Love's perception of mental health changed completely that day. Later in the article, Love talks about his experience in finding a therapist and says, in the short time I've been meeting with a therapist, I've seen the power of saying things out loud in a setting like that. I know you don't just get rid of problems but talking about them, by talking about them, but I've learned over time that maybe you can better understand them and make them more manageable. Another pop culture figure that speaks out on the topic of mental health is Lady Gaga. Gaga established the Born This Way Foundation. Though it does not solely focus on mental health, she wanted to empower youth and share the message that you are not alone. Gaga has also made appearances where she discusses mental health struggles with Prince William, and most recently she wrote an article in The Guardian addressing suicide, and in her words, the larger mental health emergency we are so far failing to adequately address. Within the article, she shares an eye-popping statistic. Mental health currently receives less than 1% of global aid. Finally, we will be discussing local resources available to college students, specifically at OSU. We'll also be interviewing a guest regarding his experience with the university's mental health resources. In order to protect his privacy, his name has been changed. So, Fred, would you describe your experience with Ohio State's Counseling and Consultation Services? You had a brief phone interview where I described what I was going through, and they did a whole intake procedure. Uh, the wait time was about a few weeks before finally seeing a counselor. Uh, once I finally met with the counselor, they suggested trying different uh, sleep strategies, like cutting out caffeine earlier in the day and breathing meditation. Uh, they also recommended psychotherapy, which is other forms of uh, breathing meditation throughout the day. Did you find CCS to be helpful, and what would you change? Yeah, I found counseling very helpful. Um, you know, one recommendation I would make is uh, shortening the wait times to see the counselor um, by increasing staff numbers. Um, I'd also recommend expanding the amount of times you can meet with a counselor. Uh, at the moment, I believe it's currently restricted to somewhere around 10 visits a year, and I would look to expand that to about, you know, maybe 15-ish. Both great recommendations by our guests. Unfortunately, we have run out of time on today's podcast. If you or a friend are experiencing a mental health crisis or substance abuse issue, please reach out to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline. This helpline can be reached at 1-800-662-4357. If you are currently a student at The Ohio State University, you are also able to set up a phone screening for CCS at 614 292 5766.